1: ...strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi everyone.
2: It's good to be with you as we conclude another week of broadcasting. And we've been encouraged to speak about the theme of this week by looking at the uh, phrase, according to, which appears in Scripture many times... And as is so often the case, according to really refers to God and how he acts and moves. Last week we spoke about God moving according to his purposes. This week we've been spending time speaking about God moving according to his pleasure. And we're going to conclude today, and we just started it yesterday, about God moving according to his power. And we started this week by looking at Ephesians 1 verses 3 and and 4 and 5, because it's so powerful in showing how God moves according to his pleasure. Verse 3 in Ephesians 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us to adoption as sons, through Jesus to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. We've been predestined because it was God's good pleasure for us to be in his inheritance. And we read many scriptures which talk about God's pleasure. For example, Psalm nine four: For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. 1 Corinthians one twenty one: It pleased God through the foolishness of the message to save those who believe. Luke 12.32, Do not fear, little flock, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We spoke from the Gospel of John where Jesus speaks about always doing those things that please him. And what did he do? He came not to do his own will, but the will of the Father. And so we see doing God's will is one of the great sources of pleasure for God that we should live according to to demonstrate God's will. We read Proverbs 16, 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace. And yesterday we spoke, I'm sorry, yes, two days ago I should say, we spoke about um, Enoch. Enoch pleased the Lord for 30 years. And of course we see the testimony in Hebrews 11, where it says in verse 5, Enoch had this testimony. He pleased God, but it also says in verse six of Hebrews eleven, "Without faith, it is impossible to please Him." So we mention the fact that you have to walk by faith to please God, and you cannot walk in the flesh, but you must walk in the spirit to be pleasing in God's sight.
3: And when we walk with the Lord, it's always with the in the spiritually, because if we're not agreeing with Him. We're not really walking with him. And what's encouraging for you and me and every one of our listeners is if we lack faith or if we lack trust or we have fear, we can remember the Lord's disciples. They cried out and said, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. So prayer is an option for us to cry out for the Lord to increase our faith. That's
2: really true. And some wonderful verses about God's pleasure. Revelation 4.11 from the King James Version. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but how much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Second Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of your calling and fulfill all the pleasure of his goodness. June, encouraging words that we should bring pleasure and a delight to the heart of God.
3: And we see, Shelley, that when we walk and desire to... Do God's will and to bring him pleasure, he meets us with his power. And there's purpose for our being. And whenever there's purpose that's eternal, power is demonstrated. Amen. And we see in Second Timothy one: seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind he works that in us Amen. through his spirit
2: acts 1 chapter acts 1 verse 8 we shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon us, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The power of the Holy Spirit must be in us and upon us and come through us if we're to be true witnesses.
3: And we see, Shelley, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power.
2: Bless the Lord. So
3: we can look at that scripture and say in the last day he'll raise us up, or we can see that on a daily basis when we walk according to God's will, and we're weak, that God himself will raise us up by his own power.
2: And we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse twenty. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And praise the Lord, no matter how difficult the situation in the earth appears today, the conclusion of this age is going to bring forth the kingdom of God.
3: And we can see, Shelley, in Philippians 4.13, a proclamation that we could make as we walk, desiring to do God's good pleasure, living for his purpose, and demonstrating through our life and our weakness, his power in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it, it's a proclamation that we can say, yes. I can do all things through the Messiah who strengthens me.
2: Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, we always need to remember, Junie. It's not our strength. Our strength could be a blockage to the Lord, but it's God's strength in us. Colossians one eleven, being strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness.
3: And you know, Shelley, when you think of long suffering, you don't think of joyfulness. Yeah, really. But because of the power of God. He can show us his joy, even in the midst of suffering or long-suffering. He can give us patience with joyfulness. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that we ask or imagine or think, According to the power that worketh in us. And this is really important, Shelley, because we can thwart that power when we don't walk by faith or desire to do God's will, but just our own. Or we're not living for the Lord, we're living for ourselves. We actually thwart the power of God. But when we desire to do the Lord's will, when we cry out for his will to be done in and through us and for faith to follow through with being pleasing to him, the power of God works in us. Um,
2: We need to remember that, Junie. You said it right there. It's the power of God that works in us, not our own power. That's right. When we're weak, his power can work in us. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, nothing means nothing, shall by any means hurt you.
3: And we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly then, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of the Messiah may rest upon me. And Shelley, that's so important to remember in our weak moments that we can actually glory in our infirmity, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Why? Because then the power of the Messiah will rest upon us and enable us and bring us through.
2: Amen. And, you know, just to add to that, Junie, in the same book, 2 Corinthians uh, 13, 4, on the heels of what you just read. For indeed he was crucified because of weakness, yet he lives because of the power of God. For we also are weak in him, yet we shall live with him because of the power of God directed toward you. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1, verse 19 and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Oh bless the name of the Lord.
3: In First Corinthians chapter one verse five, for our gospel came first Thessalonians, I'm sorry, chapter one, verse five, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. And in much assurance, as you know, what manner of men we were among you for your sake. So when we really are God's servant and live according to faith and trust in God, our lives make a difference to those who see the power of God working in and through his, his witnesses.
2: Really. And this is a good verse to conclude this whole, these two weeks of sharing. 2 Corinthians thirteen eleven. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Hallelujah. Judy, what can we say to that other than amen? So we hope you'll keep in mind that God works through his uh, purposes. He works through his pleasure. And he works through his power. And that's an incentive. Because we're supposed to live just as the Lord lived when he walked on the earth. Today being Friday, we just want to identify ourselves with our kinsmen by reciting the Shema. And if you know it, we just invite you to say it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord
3: is one. And we just pray, Lord. That even as we spoke on your good pleasure, on your purposes, and on your power, that you might open the eyes of our Jewish people yes, to Lord. see that Hashem, Yeshua, is the Messiah, yes, the King Lord. of the Jews. Yes, in the and name that of the, the Lord. church will have a burden to pray for you to open up the eyes of Israel. Forth, in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.